Samuel, is there an L in your name? Yeah, Samuel. <laughs> Sam, no. <laughs> Back to you, podcasting from the Museum of Broadcast Communications in Chicago. Check out their new exhibit, Stay Tuned, Rock on TV, now through April. Also, check out the Chicago TV Gallery, featuring Bozo, Garfield, Goose, Svenguli, and more. Just visit museum.tv. Back to You is up next, but first, take a listen to this other fine Opie show. Podcasting from Chicago, an Opie production for the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Lasano and Friends. Did you guys know that Family Guy is a very smart show? No, uh. South Park is actually the smartest show. Why? Because it's a very conservative show done yes. in a very liberal manner, and there is so much rhetoric. Yeah. Oh my God, I, I know. still disagree that South Park is the smartest show. However, yes, it is smart in that it fools a lot of people into thinking that it's funny and or that it, it is fools. that it is making fun of everything. Okay, I, out of the four shows, South Park, yes. Simpsons, yes. Family Guy, and Flintstones, yes. which is a smart show. Hold on, why are you including Flintstones? Lasano <laughs> and Friends, Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. <laughs> the following is a Tony oh, Lasano podcast and OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is back to you. Sure with is. Howard Sudbury and Steve Baskerville. Back to you. Why you, you why did you look at me like you were searching for what my name was? Well, once in a while it <laughs> slips my mind. You know, it, these things happen. <laughs> These uh, things happen. You know what happened to me not long ago, like a week ago or so? Please tell me. I'm walking down the street, which is always dangerous, and this woman stops me, and she says, aren't you on TV? <laughs> and I said, well, I uh, have been from time to time. And she said, I thought so. Judge Joe. <laughs> and I said, uh. what? And she said, Judge Joe Brown. And I said, lady, I'm not Judge Joe Brown. And she said, yes, you are. That's the way he says his name. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I said, lady, I'm not Judge Joe Brown. And what she wanted me to sign something for, and she pulled out a sheet of paper, and not the whole sheet, she rips it in half. <laughs> what is she going to do with a ripped off piece of paper for me to sign? And I, I said, well, and it suddenly it dawned on me, okay. I could just do what I want right now. Lady, I don't sign autographs. Right. <laughs> Judge Joe, don't sign. I said, I do not sign an autograph. And, and uh, she said, oh, come on, Judge. And I said, no, I can't do it. And somewhere right now, there's a woman pissed off at Judge Joe <laughs> and telling the story about how Judge Joe won't, you know. She's not watching the TV show. You should have told no. her she's in contempt of court. Judge Joe. But first of all, when they when somebody stops you and says the wrong name, which people do frequently, they recognize you but don't know where from, and they say, "Aren't you Judge Joe?" Just say yes and keep walking. No, because because you want to get into a long conversation. No, with because them. that doesn't mean it'll be the end. Just like it wasn't the end with her. You can deny <laughs> it; they'll still trail behind you. Just like it was the end and, with and Chris Rock. <laughs> <laughs> if we want to go back to the uh, way back machine with man. when you were stalking him. No. Yeah. That's one of my favorite all-time stories. We're probably going to have to tell it again. But no, we won't. You no, ran into him won't. on Michigan Avenue, and you walked along, and you said, we're in the same business. And he says, great, great, great. No, I great. didn't. I said, I'm on TV, too. I'm on TV, too. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Like he's missing something that really... Wow. Uh, 
and I just realized I'm getting deeper into a hole here that and you, I didn't want him to think I was crazy, which and I already had seemed crazy to him. Right. <laughs> but and you continued to prove it. But as I'm, the you conversation know, walking by down on. the street and here's Chris Rock with, with shopping bags That's cool. for shopping. I thought that was very cool. It is cool. And it uh, just took me hey, Chris. off guard. You could have said, hey, Chris. He was, hey, ma'am. But uh, I'm on TV, too. No, I didn't want to leave it alone. With, I'm on TV, too. <laughs> no, I don't know where that came from. But uh, And then I had the nerve to say, you're going to be up late tonight. You can look. And I told him the channel. And he just kept saying, okay. And then he'd say, and I'd give him more information. He'd go, okay. And I go, oh, man. Then I made a mistake of touching him. I touched him on the arm. Oh, he was oh, yes. You oh, don't touch anybody goodness. in the street. No. Oh, and I said, you know, I was trying to make it emphasize how it was true. I really am on TV. Okay, you're on TV. <laughs> Do you That's think a, he you watched know, that night? Do you really think he watched the newscast that night? I think yeah. he might have. I if he was know. back in the room. And he was with somebody. I think he would have had to turn it on and see. And I think what they would have seen, he would have crazy. said, "Yeah, they got a crazy man." They got on a that crazy show. man yeah. doing the weather. He's actually yeah. on TV. <laughs> yes. What if he had watched you, and then the phone rang afterwards and said, "Could I talk to Steve?" And he said, "Hey, let's get a drink." Because mm -mm. I'm on TV too. No, I doubt it. Yeah. I doubt it because he's on TV too. Yeah. He was scared. Yeah. Yeah. He has a bond. We've bonded. Yeah. We've talked about that so many times. So when you see famous people, you kind of freak out. And oh, I do. I love oh, yeah. running into famous people. Well, I like seeing them. And, uh, you know, I, but I, I don't approach them. I, now, Samuel, have you ever run into somebody in the street that was famous that just said, oh, wow, I can't believe that this guy or this woman is walking down the street? Oh, yeah. I met, uh, I met a musician that I like in the street once. He, was, he just finished his set. And I saw him just outside of the venue, and I said, "Oh, hey, you're you're Mac DeMarco. That's the guy." Right. And, and he's like, "Yeah, I am." I'm like, "Do you have a good show tonight?" And he's like, "Yeah, I did." I'm like, "All right, bye." And he appreciated Perfect. it though. Perfect. Right? Well, yeah. You just ended it. You didn't grab him by the arm. No. It, uh, no. I mean, I said, "I'm like, oh, your last album was really good." He's like, "Thanks, man." And then then we were gone. And you didn't say, "I'm in the business too." <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> I knew he didn't want. He probably didn't want to deal with me at that moment. <laughs> Uh, you know, I've mentioned this before, too. I There was one time, I mean, really starstruck is when I was in England at Royal Ascot mm -hmm. at the Royal Meeting horse races. Not the Royal Meeting. The Royal Meeting's already happened, but still <laughs> happening. But I did take a selfie with the Queen. Mm. Oh. And I, I had to. You mean the band? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Freddie Mercury behind me. Yeah. With the shot. It was a great shot. Actually, no, with the Queen of England, I had to do it. And it's not really, you know, part of the protocol. But when they know you're an American, they kind of let things slide. They say yeah. they'll do anything. They didn't have the Queen guards come and tackle you. No, they were around. One of them said something to me about it. Said, uh, and, and let me do it. He said, make it quick, please. Oh, really? Yeah. So he gave you permission? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> so nobody bothered her, and she walked around. Uh, the Royals thing, when this airs, the, the initial meeting happened, but it's going to continue to happen. If you were born into the royal family yeah, and you were in that situation, could you, could you quit? I mean, they've got a pretty good gig, I would think. Yeah. Although Diana... You know, didn't like it. I mean, you know, there's a sense of, of, I don't want to say imprisonment, but I mean, you're you're confined. Yeah. 
You can't go out in public. You have to make appearances. But you can also get lost. You can go up to, you know, Windsor Castle, and, you know, they got, you know, hundreds of acres, and you don't have to. So... You don't have to do anything. You don't have... Well, you have to... They make appearances. Yeah. A lot of them. And you and get, the queen uh, and you get paid. There's money coming your way from all types of sources, right? Yes. I mean, there, there's, oh, yeah. They're so, tremendous wealth. Yeah, it's like Paul Simon said once when they were asking him about happiness. Um, and the singer, Paul Simon, you know. With, yeah. yeah. And he said, uh, well, you know, money is great. Uh, what it does is it gives you enough money to buy a Cadillac so you can ride around looking for it. <laughs> and so I, I would imagine being a royal and being having access to that money and the luxury of, of time and you don't have to report to anybody and work ever. That's pretty appealing, I would think, to a lot of folks. And, and then at the same time, you want to be your own person so you can understand that right. too and break yeah. away from right. it. Be a normal person. Well, you yeah. know, William and... Harry are young guys, so I mean they want to live a, a life, you know, a, a normal, semi-normal life, yeah. which you can't, which you can't live when you're really a royal, unless you quit. <laughs> yeah, those are nice problems to have. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, and then you quit, and you don't tell grandma. That's yeah. the thing. Can't you, talk to you, grandma. Yeah, exactly. Grandma's busy. Yeah. She is busy. Yes, she makes. All kinds of appearances. It's incredible how many appearances she makes. Especially at her age, too. She's like yes. 94 years yeah. old. And she keeps on going. But, oh, yeah. you know, are you, first of all, are you riveted to the, are you really interested in the royals? Do you think it's an interesting story? I mean, I'm most mild, of America is. I, I, I don't, I mean, I can't identify with that very much. Well, of course not. No, so I, I don't really, it doesn't strike me in any way. I, like I don't keep up with it necessarily. I like the TV show. It's fine. It's yeah, I haven't watched that yeah. yet. Yeah, I heard it's very good. Um, what, well, The Crown? You, you, yeah. yeah. But you are so into it that um, you inserted it into your name. <laughs> so don't tell, me, don't tell me you don't care. No, my father's middle name was Royal. Yes. And uh, they stuck that in my name. Herman Stephen Royal Baskerville. That is like really that. cool. But uh, <laughs> totally different circumstances. Yes. We weren't. We were, I wasn't sitting around the castle going, gee, I wonder what I will do. <laughs> I know. I'll do a podcast, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm leaving the family. I'm leaving, I'm leaving the family and going to do James, podcast. could I please have some eggs, Benedict? Yes. <laughs> Call Howard in from Peter. <laughs> how no. about, did you ever consider, of course, they called you Steve, your family did, so that's how you you grow up. <laughs> yes. Um, it would have been cool, though, when you got into TV and radio, if you had used Royal Baskerville. Um, I like it. Why don't you use that on the no, podcast? because I never, uh, was never called that and never even cr crossed my mind. Would you consider it, it now? No. No, I wouldn't. It's back, back to you back with, with Howard and Royal. Howard and Royal. <laughs> Howard and Royal. <laughs> How, Royal is one of those names, too, like Pat. You don't know whether it's a man or a woman, yeah. right? Where's uh, Royal? True. Unless you abbreviate it to, like, Roy. Yes. Yeah, yeah but then and, it takes away the magic oh, yeah, of it, yeah. you know. 
Yeah. So you don't really... You no, because I thought Steve was more magical. <laughs> you don't follow this stuff. Not particularly. We don't have cameras in here, but you 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 look awfully... Well, we do have cameras. They're on me. Um, <laughs> dude. Yeah. Why is that? Uh, and look at what's behind you. Nothing. Uh, just a <laughs> uh, blank monitor. Yes. Yes. It's a nice one, though. Oh, I meant the Samuel. Does this uh, sweater look any less Mr. Rogers? Uh. Yeah, a little bit less. Yeah. Is it a cardigan or? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You like this? I wore this a uh, different sweater just to get the reaction. Yeah, no. It's now nice. this isn't Mr. Rogers, right? I, I think it looks more because it is closer to his color. Okay. Yeah. This one's he, burgundy, and he yeah. wore red. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I love sweaters. <laughs> if there was anything to collect, like instead of baseball cards, I would love just collecting different colored cardigans. Have you always worn them? Yes, I've always worn sweaters. I uh, love cardigans, sweaters. any type, pullovers, button-up sweaters, turtlenecks. turtlenecks. Used to wear turtlenecks. You don't see turtlenecks much anymore. No. No, oh, I love them. No, I'm going to be the kind of old man that sits on the front porch reading the hard copy newspaper in a turtleneck. <laughs> <laughs> a cardigan. <laughs> yeah. No, I'll and have a dicky on and a sweater over. Watch a watch your language. <laughs> uh, <laughs> in a cardigan. And your underwear. That's the way you sit on the front porch wow. in the summer. Full spread. <laughs> Full spread. <laughs> Full spread. Wow. Uh, so you are, Man. you're kind of scruffy today. And when you're off work, although this is work. What's scruffy kinda? about this? You're talking no, about No, you have shaved. Right. Yeah. You, you know, I have to get on that. these things and tell all my business. Everything happens. People wouldn't know that I was, un- I didn't include that as part of my my look today necessarily but you made it well first of all we drive in today separately and he makes it a point to tell me i'm looking all scruffy today i didn't shave <laughs> so you don't you don't think i'm gonna bring that up yeah i i'm just hoping you don't bring every little thing that gets oh, mentioned I've got, up. i got more <laughs> I've got, do you care about how people see you in the street no you don't no well why are you sitting there with a tie and a, a tie on because i was at collar? another job but usually you don't care. Do you dress for how other people will react to you? No. You don't? When I'm off work. I don't either, really. I don't shave. Yeah. Uh, I wear jeans. I wear whatever kind of shirt. I'm afraid that if I put a tie on and a jacket, I'll look like Judge Joe Brown. <laughs> <laughs> and I always wear a ball cap. Yeah. Uh-huh. And because it's, it's really weird. Uh, you haven't been off television for... As long as I have, I'm I'm like ten years, but I have some visibility because so many I make appearances on behalf of Arlington Racetrack here in Chicago, so I'm still I'm still around, and I um, and I'm on camera out at Arlington, and yeah. we get hundreds of thousands of people, so people do recognize me. So, yeah. not that I need to hide like Chris Rock or anything, but I, you know, I wear a ball cap. And I wear sunglasses all the time. Do they ever mistake you for somebody else? Sure, the all the time. Really? Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, somebody else that might be known, and they think that you're that person. Yes. Who, they, do, you, who do people yeah. think you may look like? Well, one person that I, the, the funniest one that I uh, was mistaken for was somebody came up and said, Hey. Yeah. All right, I know. <laughs> yes. Jim Rose. Really? Yes. 
And Jim Rose is a sportscaster, a friend of mine for a long time. He's an African-American gentleman. Yes. And um, I don't think we look a lot alike, but uh, he, di- he did well, say I that. Think people... So they just know that they've seen you yeah. somewhere. They might think you're, you're a neighbor or you live around the block. Yeah. They just recognize the face. Well, people have thought that I had worked at the mall before. Don't yeah. I know you from, what is it, Target? I go, no, not The exactly. shoe store. The shoe store, that's it, yeah. You work at Tivana, right? Yeah, you're the the guy. Hey, speaking of that, Tivana, I get Tivana all the time on on, uh, Instagram. Oh, yeah? uh, The ads, yeah. Um, Do you like cowboy boots? Yeah, I love cowboy boots. Do you? Do you have any Tivanas? Tivana cowboy boots? Is that what you were talking about? No, Tivana's a tea store. Well, there's, oh, it is. Oh, Tivana. But have you seen, it's also, it might be Tivana. Tavana. Have you seen those ads? No, I haven't. They're all over the place. And I want to get a pair of cowboy boots. Do you? Yeah. Go to El Paso. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Have you ever been to El Paso? El Paso is a beautiful town. I have. I think it's the Tony Lama boot factories out there. Yes, it is. Yes. Everybody is walking around in El Paso in boots. And then it's it's right on the Rio Grande which uh, is not very wide at that area, and you can see over into Juarez, Mexico, up on the hill over there. And at one point, Juarez was the most dangerous city in the world, and that included Beirut and any any of the Middle Eastern cities that you would think were, and it was Juarez because of the drug cartels. Uh, So how long ago were you there? Uh, Probably 10 years yeah. yeah, I was longer than that. I went to interview these two guys, two guys who were uh, extraordinarily successful at what they did in the state of Texas. And everybody in Dallas, Houston, mothers would bring their daughters there to be groomed to be uh, pageant winners. Oh. oh, yeah? Yeah. Whether it was from little girls to Miss Texas, these two guys were stylist and could groom your whoever you are into a pageant winner, huh. which was an interesting story. Yeah. Who would think El Paso, you know, small town in yeah. Texas? Yeah. Isn't it amazing to think that, uh, I don't know how many years ago it was, but everybody in the country knew, well, two things. One is sports and one is in the pageant world. But everybody in the country knew at least what state Miss America was from. And now, yeah, it's it's, a, it's insignificant. It really wow. is. I mean, if if somebody said that Miss America is coming in, I don't think anybody, you know, even shrugs their shoulders. Yeah, we talked about me running into uh, to Chris Rock and other folks. And usually, when you run into these folks, they're sort of uh, they stand back and they don't want to be noticed that much. I was walking down the street in New York one day, and there was a man <laughs> with a walking with two other guys, and he had his coat over his shoulders. That coat draped over the shoulders not you know and the arms not in the oh. and so yes. it's just sort of european style yes and he was just uh, grinning and talking out loud and it was burt parks really yeah now samuel do you he know was... who burt parks was no i'm looking him up right now yeah. um can i say can i take a stab at it yeah go ahead old was... timer <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he was talking to you sam yeah. oh. Um, was he a game show host? Don't act like you don't know who he was. Well, you do I, know who I Bert remember Parks. the name. Really? Yeah. Bird Parks was huge. 
and he was known for one thing more than anything else. Oh, oh the yes, 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 yeah, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, he was Mister. Now it comes Miss back America. to America. He's saying, "There she yes. is, Miss America." Yes, that was yes. big time. Yes, and I think he did other things. Maybe he was a singer and an MC and other occasions, but he was known. As the Miss America man, so yeah. that made him one of the, uh, no question, one of the you know most him more well-known people in America yes. at yeah. that time. Oh yeah, and that was appointment TV for folks. And then the other, the other person that was because this sport has changed so much. Everybody in the world used to know who was the heavyweight champion of the world. Uh. I mean, you go back to Joe Lewis, yeah, and then you come on with Sonny Liston, and you got. Uh, you know, Ali. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then they even the guys that fought Ali. I mean, what boxing was in its heyday. <laughs> yes. And I, I think that's dropped off since uh, Tyson. Yeah. Well, you know, the thing about it, too, we have to think about the history of the sport and what it meant. Athletes who were star athletes and, and, and uh, were really developed uh, and skilled at things chose other sports. Boxing yeah. was like there was no other right. alternative. But then you got football and basketball and baseball and you chose other less risky things to do. Did I ever tell you, I have, I'm full of stories. Did I ever ever tell you about the day, or here's another day, in Muhammad Ali encounter. My one and only Muhammad Ali. Please tell me, Uncle Royal. But none of these stories make me look good, unfortunately. That's why I'm always (laughs) hesitant to tell the story. No, I love it. But I'm standing beside Muhammad Ali. Can you touch him? No. <laughs> and I touched him, and he knocked me out. No, I was standing beside him, and I, you know, wait, he was waiting to go on the, on the show, and I can't even remember. This was years and years ago, and he said to me, Hey, I'd like to watch you on TV. And I was so flattered. And, and I said, oh, Wow, thanks. He said, But when you come on, I have to turn the sound down real low. And I said, what? He said, yeah, because my wife can't stand you. (laughs) (laughs) And then he made that fist and put the fist up in front of my face. That is perfect, Ali. Yeah, wasn't it? Exactly what you think of. And then I walked away all hurt, happy and hurt. I'm like, is that true? Is that true? (laughs) And he's looking back smiling. Yeah, and he's looking back smiling at me. Yeah. Wasn't that a yeah. great encounter to have? I had an encounter with him. I worked in Louisville, Kentucky, and where he, from where he's from. Anyway, the first week on the job, he was making some kind of an appearance, and I got to interview him for about two minutes. And I thought, my God, I was really young in my career, and here I am with a microphone in front yeah. of Muhammad Ali. Yeah. And that's one that I will always remember. I mean, out of all the people that that we've come across and we've interviewed, uh, the champ. I mean, that was especially at the time that it happened in my life. Well, you know, when you think about him as a personality, he was one of the first real people. You know, he was real, and it felt like whatever he said was uh, was really where he was coming from. Yeah, and he was going to tell you the truth about whatever the circumstance was. Howard Cosell. Uh, said to him one day, uh, well, champ, you're being very truculent today. <laughs> and, he looked yeah. at, and he looked at him and said, I don't know what that means, but if it's good, I am. <laughs> and I thought that was a great reaction. Ali yeah. said to Howard Cosell one time, 
Sometimes I wish you were a tree and I was a dog. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In one of their interviews. Yeah. So, I mean, there, I don't think that out of all, there are all kinds of flamboyant athletes and, and, and sharp guys and like Deion Sanders is on the NFL network. But uh, I don't think there's anybody that had a quicker mind than Ali that came oh, yeah. up with the poems yeah. about the fights yeah. and uh, so clever. And then, you know, the best ever. I remember another thing he said to Cosell. Uh, uh, Cosell said something like, why do we get along so well, champ? Or why are we always together? And he said, well, Howard, you got the complexion to make the connection to keep the protection. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that good? Yeah, it is, especially because... You know, with Ali, I mean, maybe maybe he thought of the poems ahead of time, but that I doubt that that was rehearsed. No, it just was. It just, just came off the top of his head. Yeah, and it, and it was real. And uh, you know, and athletes and and coaches and managers are always so reserved, and they don't let you in on their world much, other than just words that you've heard over and over again. But here's yeah. a guy breaking through saying stuff. Yeah. Uh, are you glad the holidays are over? Uh, yes, I am very much so. Are you? Yeah. Do you get tired of them? I mean, do you uh, enjoy them? Yeah, they them? wear you out. There's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of, you know, yeah. especially if there's gift giving involved, because I don't think of that stuff till the very last minute. And, you know, what am I going to get? This person right. or that person? You have no idea. Uh, that's part of the stress. Then it's you got draining. Then you're around people you haven't seen all year necessarily. Yeah, cousin Ralph's going to be there. Really? Oh, great. Oh, oh gee. Does he have to be there? And he's staying with us. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. the thing. Uh, well, I don't know. You probably have seen, if you didn't see it live, you probably saw Eddie Murphy on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. And, and, you know, the scene around the dinner table, that that was a classic. And that's uh, that's what it's like. That's true. You know, because you've got a house full of people and... You know, he's standing there and he's doing a prayer. And oh, we're so glad to see all of you, and so glad, Uncle Royal, that you were able to make it yeah. and, and be, be with us for these Was days. Was Uncle Royal there? Yeah. And then yeah. they would, you know, cut to. I can't wait till they're all gone. Can't stand. I want my own house yes. back. Yes. That's and that's what it's like. Yes, because you're suddenly supposed to be. And life's supposed to be wonderful and pain-free and no worries, no. and we love everybody here. And it's just hard. That's part of the pressure of dealing with it. That's yeah. why I, I wear cardigans straight through the holiday <laughs> season. I'm glad be, when they end because when I get into January, and like mid-January, that, uh, you know, when I, I feel like six weeks, when you get to the 1st of March, You've got a glimpse of hope that spring is on its way. Yeah. You know, we can get a blizzard in Chicago in March or April even, but the better weather is on the way. You happy, like cold weather, though. I, I Wait, before we go any further, I yes. didn't say it. Happy, happy New Year, Samuel. Oh, thank you. Happy New Year to you, Steve. Uh, when is the cutoff point for that? That's a great question. I, I think it's maybe about two weeks in. Like, it, like, right, like right about now. Yeah, like at the end of this week, if you say Happy to New Year, Happy New Year to someone, they'll kind of just brush it off. So yeah. you think two weeks? I, I think, think so. that might be pushing it a little really? bit. What do you think, Tony? 
He didn't. No opinion. No opinion. He doesn't care of when you say it. all the people, it. you ask the Grinch. To, you ask the Grinch, and he just uh, say it to Tony that, in July. He'd say Happy New Year. Okay, yeah, hey, yeah, Happy New Year to you. That's that's the cutoff point when it starts to get funny. You got to wait a couple months afterwards to <laughs> yeah. say Happy New Year, and then yeah. people are like, Yeah, I guess. All right. When yes. is it too late to? Walk down the street and you gl- glance and you see somebody's Christmas tree still up. Oh, I've seen that. Like, oh, me within too. The last in March day or, or two. April. Yeah. What is that all about? I don't get it. It's genius because you never have to put the Christmas tree down. You just keep it up. Well, well if it's in the house, that doesn't bother. And bother is a strong word. But if they, if they, you know, even if they leave their lights on their house. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they don't have to put them up next year. But why do you turn them on? <laughs> why do you turn yeah, them I on don't in get April? It. I don't yeah. get it. But I've seen, um, uh, you will see that all the way through February. You're right. Yeah. Lights on yes. to get turned yes. on. Well, because you put so much effort into putting them up, hey, might as well show them off as long as you can. Might as well have them for Easter. Yeah. I'm not uh, going to be the last one to take them down. Y- yes. Do you put them up yourself? Uh, do you put the tree up yourself? In the stand, but I don't decorate it much. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I'll say, yeah. move that bulb down to the third branch. Oh, like you, that. you direct but, um, it. You direct it. Uh, it's the royal, of course. Yes, <laughs> that's right. Uh, I don't want any of those little things on my sweater either. They're uh, difficult to pick out, pluck out. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I in lights around the house on the outside. We used to go all out for that. Used to do that. You know, put string them all sure. around the side, sure. and, around, and that's waning as years go on. Uh, less and less of that kind of thing to do. Do you think that the royals uh, decorate their own tree? Do you, you really think, are into the royals, aren't you? Do you think I, I kind of <laughs> am? You I'm are. You're I'm, fascinated. I'm fascinated by, um, by that by that life. I mean, when I've gone to London, when I stand in front of Buckingham Palace, it just blows my mind. Uh, that this thing goes on. And then, you know, all the other places, Kensington Palace and Windsor Palace and just the lifestyle, uh-huh. it, it, it blows my mind just because you were born into the family. Harry, can you please move that bulb a little bit farther to the right? <laughs> you no. think that goes on in there? Well, here's the way it went down this year. No, Grandma, I quit. Yeah. I'm, I I'm going to Canada. I'm not going to hang up one more bulb. I'm yeah. out of here. That's right. Roy, it, Royal can do it. Would yeah. at least turn the lights on the tree. <laughs> um, so you, you know, a lot of people, well, most people, you know, are in their house and they decorate their tree. So the Royals... The, the employees then would put it up, and the queen would get up that morning, and it's all decorated. Is that you the way you talk like you have insight it? into that. I'm just, I'm just. Yeah, it's uh, all decorated. Sure, she's not touching the. Of course, tree. my my favorite. You grab the back end, and I'll get the front. <laughs> yeah. We'll take it out. This trash gets collected tomorrow. <laughs> I don't think that goes on. When is recycling? Does this go on the recycling side or the garbage side? I'm always confused by Uh-oh. that. Guess what? What? We'll be right back. Hey. <laughs> Coming up on the next episode of the Car Guys Report, Informed Automotive, it's one of the Mercuries that was used in Hawaii Five-0, now in need of restoration, plus another great automotive list. 
I'm Mark Vernon. Join me and Luke Costable for these stories and more on the Car Guys Report, a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. If you like Back to You with Howard and Steve, then be sure to check out some of the other programs on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network, like And Friends. And Friends is about those conversations that real friends have. Kimmy, Tommy, and Samuel discuss sex talk, history, blatant narcissism, and more. So come meet your new best friends with And Friends. Go to opishows.com or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfit. This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. This past weekend was my... 28th anniversary and Bridget and I make a point of going somewhere every year for mm-hmm. our anniversary uh, just because you know we love to travel and we love to eat and drink mm-hmm. and, and we love being away from the kids right and this weekend we and went- you love being with each other Yes. Didn't I say that already? I thought that was the first thing. I thought that was the first thing I said. Oh, yeah, man. But that's fine. You're a busy guy. Busy guy. Um, Yikes. Tony Lasano podcast and OPI production on the Radio Misfits podcast network. Radiomisfits.com. We are back. This is Back to You with Howard Sudbury. And the rest. And the rest. (laughs) One day I'm going to find that guy. I'm going to find that guy. And let him have a piece of my mind. He recorded those in 1987. Did he? Yes. He knew this podcast was coming. Where did he do it? With you in London somewhere? What did you say during the break? I think you were probably still rolling during the entire break. I haven't stopped once. I don't know what what I said 30 seconds ago. What do you mean what I say during the break? I think you said, I said, we'll be right back. And we run the commercials. And you said, this is a disaster. (laughs) This is a disaster. Well, you know what I'm not used to? I'm still not used to. You don't think anything that you say is interesting. No, I didn't say that. That might be in your mind. (laughs) No, you've told me. That sounds like a little more of you coming out. No. Yeah. What's up with that? You have have told me that. Now we're in a courtroom. You're out of honor. Uh, Out of honor? Out of order. order. That's what it was. I am out of honor. No, I'm not used to this free-flowing way of talking other than being on a telephone or somewhere in a hall talking this is very free form yes and that's uh, the point uh i guess is there a point the point is there is no point that's that's the best point (laughs) yes yes you just talk yeah right now somebody's going uh is there another podcast we could tune into right now (laughs) yes there are six hundred (laughs) thousand yeah <laughs> and you've never 600, heard one. Six hundred thousand is mind blowing. Yeah. That you know, is mind blowing. That we have stepped through and have become the podcast of choice. Yes, I love that. Yes, we are right now. Yes, the podcast of choice of somebody. Yeah. Yes, somewhere. Somebody Think about that right and now. You owe them your best, and you're giving it. You're really pushing it now. <laughs> <laughs> really meta. Yeah. listening right now is like, how are they talking about me? Yeah, yeah, yeah Samuel, <laughs> you have now put pressure on this the guy right now, and I'm saying guy. Do you think there would be more guys or women that would uh, be into this podcast? I would think, I don't know, I would think it would be a, a fairly even mix. Yeah. Really? I think women would like um, 
our nonsense. That's interesting. As Samuel, you men. feel the same way? Yeah, I like to imagine that families gather around the computer like in the 40s. And listen <laughs> yeah, like they did to FDR or <laughs> yeah, something yeah. with the message. <laughs> yes, I imagine yeah. a man now leaning over with his pipe. Yeah, yes. this is the fireside chat of... of uh, that sounded kind of Howard risky to Royal. a man leaning over Royals with his pipe. Fi- fireside chat. Yeah. yeah. That should be a segment every week. Royals fireside chat. Yeah. Could you write one for next show? No, I'm write one for write next one. show. You, you know, still have millions we, of notes over there. You know, I make, Meanwhile, I have a page here that I'm uh, scribbling on. Doodling on. I'm yes. doodling on it. And, and you get for a text. My notes. You get <laughs> and, a text uh, from me. We were we were going to have a guest today. That we we're going to have guest last show, and he suddenly came up with a, a reason not to come. And. <laughs> And I was I'm thinking, not going to mention his man, name. How come I didn't think of that reason not to come? Yeah, yes, he, he, he listened to last week's podcast. And yeah. was like, yes. yes, I don't think he did for some reason. But <laughs> but then Steve, he he texted. I texted him this morning, and he said the guy he, the guy's name question mark, and I said no, and he said you don't have the presence of mind to tell me that that he's not coming. So. Yeah, that's here's, a, here's, yeah, here's yes. the deal. He may have now something. Now that you bring that up, yes, you knew the night before that the person wasn't coming. But it was late. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it was like I, in nine, my it was head, like I'm nine, thinking the person's uh, coming, and I'm prepping for that. <laughs> well, use that word loosely. Yeah. <laughs> but I am. I'm making extra doodles for that. Yeah. No, I am. <laughs> I made three drawings last night. I made night. three drawings of squares. You know, we should get those analyzed, too. They're, they're, there's something to your doodle, too, they say. Yes. I'm, I, yes. Doodle, I, I doodle boxes. Uh, I'm going to let you see my doodle uh, <laughs> later, Samuel. Oh. When you come into that room oh, you're in. Steve, I would love to see your doodle. All right, I'm going to show you my doodle. And my doodle, can you see my doodle from where no. you are? I my doodle has always been, I used to be on the set yeah. in between uh, segments, and I would doodle basically the same thing. You know who else would? Walter Jacobson would doodle. Yeah. And his doodle one day was close to my doodle. <laughs> He, uh, <laughs> I noticed that his doodle looked a lot like my doodle. <laughs> and uh, and I thought something psychological is probably going on the same way for both of us. I always thought you guys might have similar doodles. <laughs> I don't know. Well, our our behavior and our presence were, you know, it's different, totally. But oh, yeah. for some you, reason, our so, doodles were alike. Oh, so I you've bet. so you've seen his doodle? Sure. Uh, <laughs> he's seen your doodle. He's seen my doodle more than one day. Oh, no. Now here's see my doodle. Yes, Look at I that. do. Yeah. I do. My doodle is a dandy. Now <laughs> you got a little Yankee doodle. I do. You do. I now, have a Yankee Doodle Dandy. I'm going to show it to you, Sam. It's a shame you can't see it now, but it's a, basically the same thing. It looks oh, like a maze. Boy. Over and over again, I do. I do the same doodle. Not not exactly no. the same, but uh, sometimes I vary it a little bit. Is that because sometimes the some doodle point, is bigger than other times? That's, that's right. Yes. Does that mean you're bored with the show at that no, point, I, or I, no, it's I don't bringing think, thoughts into your I think a doodle head. for me helps me focus more. <laughs> Does it? Yeah, yeah I think. Yeah. Isn't that what's going? We need a doodle expert to come in one yeah, day. Well, there, I'm sure there are. Oh, I want to. I want to have a doodle expert. Yeah. Wouldn't that be fun? Or oh. we'll just get one from Second City and have them make it up. We'll yeah. just add. No, that. no. I want a real doodle analyzer. Well, yeah. then, then you well, don't doodle, you, do you? Why don't you? Yeah, I, I doodle. Do you doodle? Not during, the, not during this. Why wouldn't you? 
Because I'm running the show. Yeah, they got no time to <laughs> He's running the show. How can I do that? Yeah. I have He's to say, I have show. lines to say. I like, think there'd be people out there who would say, you need to doodle <laughs> if you're running the show. Well, I don't want to see Walter's doodle. I can tell you that. <laughs> There's a man That's, right outside looking at us now. Want you look, look at this man out here. Look at how he's wearing his sweater. Look, look. Yes. Have you noticed? Oh, oh yeah, how, we do. Yeah. That's We've a, got an audience. Hello. That's a very right, yeah. interesting look. They wave back the like man, they're happy to see us. The yeah. man has if his, only they knew. The man <laughs> has his sweater draped around his arms in a very... Interesting fashion. He Can did. they hear us? Because he's going to punch me out. Uh, no, that I'm he is. He's going to wait down him. at the bottom of the Why elevator. Why is he looking at me like that? Um, the other thing you were talking about is when somebody wears a jacket and, or a sweater and they tie it around their neck. Yeah. Yes. So they don't yeah. have You know on. who did that to me one day? He came walking into the newsroom who in New York. Be? Who would yeah. that be? And he didn't look at me. He didn't look. You know, there's so, he didn't look at me as he said this, but he had his sweater draped around his neck and he had it folded and he said, he walked up as Ivy and said, who's in charge in here? <laughs> and you know who it was? Morley Safer. <laughs> who's in charge in here? As if he knew, you certainly aren't. Yes. <laughs> yes. But that was an interesting look. I've never worn that look. You know where you have the sweater. You know what I'm talking about, Samuel. Yes. Yeah. And you tie yes. this. You yes. tie like the a, arms it's around like the your country neck. Country club tennis guy. That's yes. exactly yeah. what yeah. that is. And I heard a comedian do a bit on that one time when it was in style, and he said, "To me, that's like you wearing your underwear in your back pocket." <laughs> <laughs> well, I've I thought done that, that was a great line. Nothing wrong with we that. We didn't know. There's not. <laughs> yeah. You probably do. <laughs> yeah. But. Uh, I've never chosen that as a look. It's just like I told you with Burt Parks with his with his coat draped over his yeah. shoulders. What is that saying? That's saying I love to see. I love to talk about what the hidden messages are that people are sending. That's why I think a doodle expert would Do be. Do you think they are? Sure, they're telling you more about who they are yeah. or, or who they think they are, right? Don't you think? Well, it's a for, little expression. If yeah, we're sure. talking about uh, older people and what have you, I mean, it was pretty famous that uh, Carol Burnett on her show tugged on her ear at the end, which uh, was a uh, little gesture to her grandma. Yeah, but this, uh, I mean, Morley Safer wasn't gesturing to his grandma when he came in with no, that shirt with his thing to tied you. around his neck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why didn't you tell him... Um, I don't know who's in charge, but whoever is will probably tell you that sweater is a bad look. No, I wasn't because I look when people like Morley Safer walk in a room from 60 Minutes. That's like to speak of royalty. Yes, in a yes. CBS building, yes. and Morley Safer or uh, Ed Bradley or Mike Wallace when they walk in a room, you're not going to tell them I don't like those pants, right? Or yeah. where'd you get that sweater? I was I was doing for a week the CBS Morning News out there. Um, they had a they had a pre-show yeah. like from six thirty to seven huh. nationally, and then they went to the the one that you were on <laughs> at seven o'clock. Yeah. So I probably helped kill you. You did, but you ruined, I worked ruined with my um, career. I worked with Charles Osgood, was the anchor. Very nice man. Very nice bow tie. Man. Very nice. And then when tie, I was, there's another statement. He wore a bow tie every day. He did, and he sort of talked like this. And yes. he was very friendly. I he worked was with him on very nice occasion. Man. Very, very but, nice man. But on the elevator on the way down, um, I was on the elevator alone with Andy Rooney. Yeah, oh. and he was just as cheery as you saw him on 60 Minutes. Yeah. He looked straight ahead. Did he ask? He, he ever down. wonder why? No, he didn't no. ask me anything. Yeah, oh. he didn't. He didn't look. He didn't look up. 
And I didn't say, hey, I'm on TV, <laughs> <Yeah>. too. Ah, <laughs> uh, I was once. And he would have said, security. I was you. Everything you say reminds me of a story. Got to tell another one? Yes. Maybe I told you this before. You've it's not got- a big story. My, th- my stories are only like 30-second encounters with people. But that's enough. Yes. It's like the Forrest Gump of uh, broadcasting. Yeah. Yes. I have encounters. Yeah. I was on an elevator once with Whoopi Goldberg, Billy Crystal, oh my God. and um, Robin Williams. Wow. And, and just me. Interesting. Okay. That's great. And everybody acted the way you expected them to act. Oh, that's amazing. Huh. Isn't that cool? Yeah. I'm going to tell you a little bit more. Here's exactly what happened. They knew that I had was the weather guy because they had just seen me do it. And they were, it was on the show, and they were on the show. Yeah. Uh, they were going to Washington from there. It was part of the touring days when they toured together uh, as uh, you know an act for it was some fundraising. I can't remember now. Comic relief. Comic relief, yes. Uh. Thank you, Tony. Thank you. And uh, whoop, uh, Billy Crystal says to me, you think it's going to rain in Washington later? <laughs> Whoopi slaps him on the arm and says, that man's not working now. Yeah. Leave him alone. That's great. And Robin Williams is looking all around in the room and talking about, that looks like uh, cutting candy up top. He's into a routine. That is just sort of, no, he's just commenting on oh, the just, elevator, oh. just freestyling. Uh-huh. Wow. And, and I'm thinking, these people are acting exactly like you would think they would, and it's real. They were really relating to each other the same way, uh-huh. and they were really sort of like they were when you saw them on the air. Because Billy Crystal and Whoopi almost got in an argument over it. Well, I want to know. We got to go. We have a flight to catch. I want to know. Yeah, but the man's not working. He didn't have weather charts with him. You know, it was that kind of thing going I on. really like her now. Oh, yeah. That's, that's great. I mean, that was sort of cool to have that Amazing. encounter. And you didn't say anything. I said nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I was in awe. You're just awe. relishing it. I was man. just loving it. Oh, yeah. You should have. I was <laughs> loving it. I thought strange things happened on an elevator. Can yeah. tell you another little elevator encounter? Okay, sure. you got a minute? Uh, I've got, <laughs> but I got about eight, three minutes. Oh, right. Can I tell you or, or no? Yes. I say? Yes. It's I your show. Was walking. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's I, be honest here. Well, look, I I won't tell it. We've got things to do. We're busy. I can look at you and tell you're busy. No, please tell it. I uh, tell it. This is once again. It's like a thirty-second encounter. Tell it. Walking down. Now the it's hall. a minute. Walking down the hall. The setup is longer than the story. If we were really wise about this, I would keep teasing this and keep and then let you know what it is on the next podcast. That would be neat. That's thinking too much, isn't it? Yeah. And then what what? a huge letdown it would be when you hear it. Instead (laughs) of that, you know what's a better idea? What is that? Tell it now. Should I tell it? Yes. I've already made too much. You got me doodling again. Look, I got another. My doodle got bigger here. <laughs> as I thought about, Whoa. as I thought about telling this, because you um, like the story. No, I'm. Uh, and you got excited. Down. I'm walking down the hall in a broadcast center in New York, and uh, Faith Daniels. Remember Faith Daniels as yes. an anchor. I loved working with Faith Daniels. 
Uh, so we're walking down because we would kid each other and talk and really got along. And you know what I mean? We were sort of in the same yeah. boat on the show. She would do, uh, she would anchor the news block and I would do the weather. And then our roles weren't that expanded. So we would hang out a lot and talk to each other. Anyway, walking down the hall and I had to get the elevator to go to the next floor. And the elevator door opens and on the elevator is Glenn Close. And like an agent or some woman that was with her. Uh-huh. And this was not long after the movie. Fatal uh, Attraction. Fatal Attraction. And, you know, there was something about Glenn Close that was very you know, hot, especially after that movie. You know, she was uh, young Glenn Close. Yes. And uh-huh. Faith yells out, as I get on. He really loves you. <laughs> and the elevator door closes. Da-dun-t. And now I'm oh. there embarrassed with oh. Glenn Close. And she was very nice about it. She smiled as if to say, I know, I know you love me. Yeah. <laughs> and that was it. And I just looked you at her and I smiled else. and I said, it's true. I love you. And I said, can we get rid of the other lady here? <laughs> and she said, uh, just open the door and let me out. That was a good story. Uh, was you, that a good story? That, that was, yeah. yeah. Did you that thank... That was a true... I love running into the these stars. Did you thank faith later on? No, because it was... A, I, I, do you remember uh, Dr. Ruth? Of course. Dr. Ruth sure. was a woman who helped... Doctor. Yes. Yes. Uh, so Dr. Ruth was a guest on the show a day, and uh, Forrest Sawyer, I didn't know it, goes and tells Dr. Ruth that I'm having issues. I'm having problems. Okay. <laughs> and with I spent with my <laughs> right. He's doodling too much. I uh, and and then later, Doctor Ruth stops me and says, "We can talk about it." And I'm like, "Talk about what?" <laughs> I know. I'm like, "There's nothing to talk about." Yeah, I know. A lot of people feel that way, but talk it. I can't. There's nothing to talk about. So uh, somewhere, uh, Doctor Ruth is thinking he's got problems. I wonder if he solved them. I yeah. can tell by looking I at can him. Tell. The way he carries himself. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's listening he's, right now. She's like, she still hasn't solved it. He hasn't solved it yet. He hasn't. <laughs> uh, back to you, podcasting from the Museum of Broadcast Communications in Chicago. Check out their new exhibit. Stay tuned. It's- Rock on TV now through April 2020. Artifacts included in Stay Tuned Rock on TV include, Steve, tell us about a few of them. Yeah, thanks for letting me in on it. As <laughs> You know, you suddenly start these things. I have nowhere. It's like, is he having a fit? Because he suddenly starts talking about things that I'm not aware of. I know you're going to mention Lady Gaga's uh, metal, no, no, metal bustier or whatever that. it was. I'm going to mention Paul Schaefer's 250 keyboard. From the late show with David yeah. Does that sound a little bit like him? It does a little bit. Groovy, groovy, man. Yeah. Hey, it's cool Dave. to have his actual, you know, keyboard. Yes, it here. is. He was fantastic. What a great musician. Yeah. Yes. One of my favorite all-time shows. We've talked about Letterman show in the past. But, yeah. So you can, you can relive the feeling of watching that late show when you see Paul Schaefer's keyboard out there. Groovy. And so many of the... So many of the outfits or if you want to call them costumes that that people have worn in famous scenes and music videos and and on and on and on and a lot of people here today and they should come by 360 north state street and it is the museum of broadcast communications well worth the visit Rock on TV through April. And it How is was that, Tony? Very nice, wasn't yeah. that? That was unbelievable. You know they got Eric Clapton's guitar out there? Yes. 
Very yeah. nice. I played it one night. Did you? Yes. Yeah. Now, what time did they did you get out of jail? Did you have a bond on that? <laughs> did you take it home? Uh, no, they would not let me leave the building. With what are you looking for? Why are you looking like a Johnny wrap up? Like we're ra- is this the well? End? We are wrapping it up. We've, yeah. We this yeah. we're an yeah. hour wow. and a half in. Yeah. Wow, we're, we're about an hour in. Uh, oh my uh, goodness! Fifty minutes. I got in. stuff to doesn't do. It, doesn't it go quickly? Uh, quickly. <laughs> I hope so. To the person that's out there listening to yeah. this, are you in a better mood now than when you were driving down? Uh, probably so because I at heart. I'm a performer. Yes. Really? Yes. I mean, I love yes. Uh, yes. the performance of all you are. of it, of good, whatever, whatever good performer. it is. Now, well, one, one last that. question. So we've, we've asked this gentleman to be on the show a couple times, and uh, they were kind enough at least to get back to us and say that he's busy. Will we ask him a third time? <laughs> I won't. Well, you haven't asked him once. No. I haven't either. I, I asked his people. Uh, I, I think so. Because uh, yeah, I think, now, so, I think here's not. The thing. Unless here's the you th- do No, it. I won't. But I think you will. No, yes, I won't. Yes, I think you should. Do yes. you? Yeah. You think I should? Yes. Now, see, here's times, the thing. Now, now, any person that comes into... on here now, people are going to think that's the person. I think three is a good number. It's the magic number. <laughs> yes. But you know what it I is? I don't know. I think when you cross into the third time, you're getting into the begging territory. Yeah. Well, you asked me four times to come down here today, <laughs> and I finally said, oh, okay. I did. A special thanks go out to engineer Steve <laughs> Steve Royal, <laughs> Sam Greenberg, <laughs> Man. executive producer Tony Lasana with opishows.com. Opishows.com. He likes you to say it twice. Distributed by Ed Silla. Radio Misfits, great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place, radiomisfits.com. Did you enjoy yourself today? Yeah, I had a good time. I always have a good time shooting the bull with you and uh, having Tony here and and Sam in there contributing. I do, do. Uh, do too. And you never know where the conversation is going to go. Well, that's part of the problem. That's what I like about it. No. (laughs) No, that's... That's, that's the, the that's I the magic. That. That's really? the magic. Yeah. That's why those two people. Oh, they're gone. That's why the two people that were standing out there, they couldn't hear us anyway. Yeah. Were watching. They were riveted. I'm yeah. going to adopt that way of wearing my sweater, like that man had on. Yeah. Yes. Draped around his waist. Yes. And, and I'm going to wear my underwear in my back pocket. <laughs> oh, you're going to change pockets. <laughs> <laughs> uh, say good night, Steve. <sighs> Boy. I hope it was as exhilarating as it was for me, and I can't wait to get another can of LaCroix and come in here. Yes, I love my LaCroix. You, drink, like you drink sparkling water. I have coffee when yes. we do. See, this is insight to, to folks listening to us right now. I hope they understand and get a better feel of what how this whole thing is going down. Well, I got a little something mixed in oh, this, well, you too. D- do you really? Yes. Oh. yes. Oh. That's why I'm not That's doodling. That- my doodles would be a mess. I bet they are. Um, we're done, Steve. I, well, I'll talk to you next time. I hope so. What do you have to say? I have. I, I it's over. But knowing you, you'll extend the goodbye. I'm not going so, to. Goodbye. Goodbye. The proceeding was a presentation of Opie Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including OpieShows.com. 
Thank you. This has been a presentation of Opie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? Listen, subscribe, and rate back to you on opishows.com or wherever you find your podcast. Just search for Radio Misfits. And Friends, starring me, Tommy. <laughs> and me, Kimmy. And me, Sam. Come meet your new best friends. <laughs> hey, if you want to listen to our show, this is what it sounds like exactly. It's all about those conversations you can only have with your true friends. So come meet your new friends, Tommy. Kimmy. Sam. Right here with Ant Friends. Me want you as friends. <laughs> Radiomisfits.com. A new exhibit from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Stay tuned. Rock on TV. Artifacts from the Jackson 5, Sonny and Cher, Elvis, Cindy Lauper, ZZ Top, Eric Clapton, and more. Now at the Museum of Broadcast Communications, 360 North State Street, Chicago. From Bandstand to Gaga, let's rock on TV. For info and tickets, visit museum.tv. Is this over? Yes.